effects. We're not aware of any particular organs in the brain or elsewhere in the body that are the receptors for uh, extrasensory the noise ratio in parapsychology. You know, there's very little that we really understand about how psychic functioning work from a distant location into the uh, brain and mind of a particular person or uh, even uh, and especially is a perception. We're not aware of any channel of communication by which this information can flow from one person to another or from our incredible mysteries. And I suspect one of the reasons that they are mysteries is simply because we're conceptualizing it uh, improperly. That's a matter of fact, uh, precognitive information that seems to travel backwards in time. Uh, all of these things but in spite of all of that, there is one basic truth that seems to be true. There's something that we's not about extrasensory perception. It to me, uh, although it surely mimics that idea. What we're really talking about is the nature of time, space, and consciousness itself. And the mystery occurs because of the way we're conceiving of conscious do know about the receptive abilities of telepathy, clairvoyance, and precognition. And that has to do with the signal to noise. But when the mind is agitated, then you're not going to be a good receptor because of the signal to noise ratio. If there's too much noise ratio, it goes back, I suppose, to the Yoga Sutras in which it's explained that when the mind is calm and quiet, like those things that help quiet your nervous system, are going to create a more favorable signal-to-noise ratio and people have been replicated uh, over and over again. It's one of the few very solid findings that we have in parapsychology. How is that weak signal supposed to get through? So, there's a wide variety of research that shows that relaxation exercises, hypnotic processes, guided meditations, yoga, meditation, uh, all of this process-oriented research. What do we know about the process? And the process uh, is that just like any scores in tests of extrasensory perception are going to go up. And uh, that phenomenon, to my knowledge, is Bluetooth signals, and uh, the electromagnetic environment around most of us is quite noisy. And there's research that suggests, other than, obviously, the existence of the phenomenon at all. But what we're talking about here is what is known as even studies that show that when the geomagnetic activity of the Earth, and that's a very weak magnetic activity, but when there's solar storm, the other form of perception and communication, the signal-to-noise ratio is important. There are other aspects, because of course, we have some control over our internal nervous system. We have some measure of ability to quiet our minds. Um, 
And one of those, of course, has to do with your ethical behavior. If you are engaged in unethical behavior, your mind is going to be plagued by guilt, for example, worry that you might get caught, for example, uh, perhaps uh, a certain amount of numbness so that you don't have to feel the pain of the other people who are being hurt by your behavior. All of those things are not helpful. People who engage with a clear mind and a clear heart are going to do better. That's the simple truth of it. Another point is, though, the environment. If you can uh, find a quiet place to engage in your practice of extrasensory perception, that's going to help. And at SRI International, they had this wonderful electrically sealed room. Radio signals couldn't pass in and out of that room. But for most of us at this very moment, our bodies, our nervous systems are being bombarded by microwave signals and TV signals and shortwave radio signals and cell phone signals and and there's even research most amazing research that suggests that uh, if you do is that the human nervous system is very sensitive to these things especially when it comes to tests of extra sensory perception they're known as Local sidereal time, 13 hours and 18 minutes, 13 hours and 30 minutes, terms, for example, or when there's high geomagnetic activity, extrasensory perception tends to decline. Tip of the earth to not to the sun, but to the stars. And the sidereal day is four minutes experiments, and, uh, projects related to telepathy, uh, clairvoyance, precognition. If you do these at what is... The intriguing thing is it appears that at that time, around 13 hours and 30 minutes, local sidereal time, which of course depends on your local as a peak, that people's scores and, let's say, remote viewing tend to increase around 400% if the uh, re experiments or tests or projects are conducted at that time. Now, local sidereal time is different than normal clock time. Clock time is based, of course, on the movement of the sun on a 24-hour day. But sidereal time is the relationship. It will not be directly overhead. It will not be directly under your feet either. It will be on the horizon. And it's possible shorter each day than the normal calendar day. So local sidereal time changes every day in relationship to clock time and taints a black hole, a big black hole. And not only that, the black hole is emitting positrons, particles that travel backwards through time, uh, as, as well. But what it means is that the center of the galaxy will be on the horizon. Its effect will have turned out to have been an artifact of some sort. But right now, uh, the data is pointing in that direction. So if you are in that, there are signals coming from the center of our galaxy, which is supposedly these days cosmologists thinks uh, think. Can
Now, we have no idea how any of that might be affecting your nervous system or why uh, those, the center of the galaxy being on the horizon is a special location that would be favorable to psychic functioning. And it may turn out, as a matter of fact, that uh, over time, this effect will have turned out to have been an artifact of some sort. But right now, uh, the data is pointing in that direction. So, if you are interested in absolutely enhancing your psychic functioning, it's important to pay attention to it. You can actually get apps for your cell phone that will calculate local sidereal time for you. And some of them are designed for remote viewers. And so, they'll tell you what is the best time of day every day for you to engage in psychic functioning. But the main lesson, of course, is to find a quiet place. If you have access to an electrically shielded place, all the better. So, that's uh, my lesson for today. Those are the thoughts I'd like to leave you with. The signal-to-noise ratio in parapsychology. How can you put that to use in your life? I think there might be many ways, even outside of the parapsychological domain. Thank you for being with me.